0: Damn it! What? I always forget my intro. I don't know, really girl. Always, always, always. i knew I was forgetting something. Welcome to Nutty Bunch presentation of Back to the Future. We are the collected known as the Cosmic Trio, traversing the space-time continuum, watching movies twenty years or older. This time, we are watching. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to kind of throw in the board game aspects of Jumanji into the into the thing.
1: Having traveled back in time from. 26 years ago Tret
2: From 26 years in a jungle Made it in
1: 1993 <laughs> Thank you Kirsten Fresh Duns. out of
2: spending 26 years in a jungle
0: <laughs> Because somebody didn't want to roll a 5 or a, or an 8 a Was it 4 or 6? Yeah. 5, or, five or an 8 Exactly <laughs> There you so go, we're that's the this intro
2: podcast, what, 24 years later? <laughs> Since it's been out? Right. Waited it's 24 years for somebody to don't roll the dice five or eight. Robin we're doing Williams this podcast years. today because it took us 24 years for somebody to roll it that took, dice five. It or eight. took
0: that yeah. long. There you go. That, <laughs> all that, guys, is going to be the intro. I'm never going to edit it out. My name is English <laughs> Dave. <laughs> yeah. These are those voices are my co-hosts, Rocket Mike and Raven. What's up, guys?
2: What's up? What's up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um depending on when you guys are listening to this i uh, hope you guys all had a happy thanksgiving or, or merry christmas or happy holidays or if you listen to this later on in, in 2020 well you should happy put like christmas you do. bell
2: audio in that
0: part <laughs> ding, ding, ding. happy day <laughs> well this is this is not official <laughs> christmas podcast our official christmas podcast is ironically going to be star wars though it's the best christmas if you guys movie, are yeah. willing if you guys are willing next week i'm down to record two podcasts because we need to do Star Wars yes because of the new movie but I'd love to do jingle I was just gonna say jingle I'm jingle just saying all the way. it's hilarious so if we can figure out a way to do two podcasts next yes. week guys let's figure it out thank you Disney plus give everything else both of these movies <laughs> I'm right. I'm with it. <laughs> but today we are here to talk Jumanji the original one that was released December 15th 1995 this was directed by Joe Johnston a fact I only just realized while doing this podcast I should have known this i've seen this movie so many times i didn't know this for those who don't know joe johnston gave us the awesome captain america the first avenger have you seen the rocketeer i haven't seen the rocketeer ah the rocketeer oh we should do that movie in the future it is a fantastic movie he did that uh he gave us honey i shrunk the kids which is oh, another, yeah. a movie that will probably at some point feature in uh back to the future i'm sure this stars robin williams uh kirsten dunce i totally forgot i always forget she's in this movie yeah um brad it's easy bradley pierce bradley pierce is a, is a young actor that i feel like more more people have have heard his voice than they realize. he plays chip in beauty and the beast yep. which makes complete sense know. now yeah Like <laughs> well, it's the same voice <laughs> and uh david adam david alan greer uh raven and i have a story of a friend of ours who confuses david alan greer but we'll leave that for another time um
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh claire
0: this was made on a budget of 65 million dollars and would go on to make over 260 million dollars worldwide mike this movie was based on a novel so give us a little background on how this movie came together
1: yeah uh it was originally written uh the author's name is chris van Allsburg, and uh he originally came up with the idea for Jumunji uh to combat his frustrations with monopoly yeah he said when he was a kid he used to play monopoly all the time but it was it was exciting enough but when he was done it was like all the money was fake yeah i can relate to that too you feel like you just wiped out everyone now you're the capitalist leader of the world but nope you still got to go back to your boring life so he's like what would be a good idea if every time that a player landed on a square uh, whatever they were told was going to happen actually happened. And then that's what the mm. premise came up, and they just just ran with that. Uh, coincidentally, uh, he actually also was writing Polar Express uh, within the same four-year range. He wrote Polar Express? I love Polar yeah.
2: Express. I feel like nobody talks about that movie. Man. And it's also because it also Express. has to do with... Well, he wrote
1: with, the book. Yeah, he wrote the book. Um, but it also has to do with like, you know, like a kid being taken out of uh, his home and being put into uh, dangerous adventure, adventurous situations. Obviously, we know Tom Hanks starred in Polar Express. He originally wanted Tom Hanks for Jumanji. Uh, he was I can see that uh, the producers.
2: I'd probably love that, actually.
1: It was still actually make pretty good. But I mean, like anything that Rob Williams, especially in the 90s, was turning to gold. Uh, producers were a little skeptical about bringing in Rob Williams because we know how much he improvises, but they just made it very apparent that like, listen, this is a very tight script. You has got to stick to that. And obviously he's a professional. So we agreed, but of course they do. They did. They took it. They did it for every scene. They did a take with the script verbatim. And then another one where he could just go off on his own. Oh, I, really? <laughs> I still don't know what was improvised and what was scripted in the movie itself in the final cut, but they at least made that, you know, happen because it's obviously he's a he's an improv genius. You can't not let him do a mm-hmm. little bit.
2: I mean, look at Genie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was like 90 percent improvised. Yeah, let
2: him say what he wants. It's fine.
1: Uh, not sure. I, I might have known this, but then I completely forgot. Uh, Jumanji. Means many effects in
0: Zulu, what? so it's like. What well, what well, didn't didn't Robin Williams have this whole thing of making up of what it means? Yeah. to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, just, he, was just, he was people. Just being,
1: you, any like, interviews and yeah, fans. he told
2: people it was a small country off the coast of Africa. <laughs> he told people it was an he island. Told a bunch of lies. It was Caribbean. a private island. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the actual meaning—it's actually a Zulu thing—is that from the writer? Yeah, it's really a Zulu yeah. word. Okay.
1: Uh, and finally, um, just another fact about the uh, pre-production: it was uh, young Scarlett Johansson actually auditioned for the role of Judy?
2: I would have actually loved that. I just i've I've been hating on Kirsten Dunst since birth. Man, I can't <laughs> lie. Like I feel like, I, and I don't know what it is. It's not her fault. Like I just, but then, not my favorite. Would that
0: have? Would that have led Scarlett down the path of her becoming uh, Mary Jane in the Spider Man movies, but then Kirsten Dunst is Black Widow? That would have been boring. Huh? I'm just saying. I just, I feel like we got the good timeline right now. Nah, I think maybe it just (laughs) ends with like
2: Kirsten Dunst is not existing as an actress. (laughs) We just end up with Scarlett replacing all her roles, plus Scarlett being (laughs) Scarlett. We get Black Widow and Mary Jane. (laughs) That's it.
0: Um this is one of those Robin Williams Robin Williams movies that when you look back on it you realize that he himself isn't playing a comedic role as as much as you remember that he oh, does yes. Even though he has, even though he has funny so moments. It's so weird.
2: Like, I look back and I'm you know? I always was like, I love Robin Williams in Jumanji. And I'm like, did I? <laughs> did
0: I? Like, <laughs> I did, but, but I he, think
2: it's just we love Robin Williams. Like, yeah. It's nothing yes. to do with any role that he's in.
0: And I think also because the character that he plays, it's very different. I think in a good way though, because I think what Robin Williams brings to it isn't like his comedic chops. It's his childhood nature, because it reminds you that this is still a kid in this grown up's body. Yeah. i think that's what he brings to it instead of straight up comedy so all mm-hmm. his comedic stuff is more about him being mentally a, a, a teenager still exactly. you know, even down to the even down to little things like how he runs yeah. <laughs> you know like <laughs> you still yeah. see that little boy yeah. in Anorisms, his body and I, like yeah you know, even just the
2: way that you know his body language when people have conversations yes with him, you know Yes. It, it makes sense. Like this kid. Yeah, you yes. can't
1: like stay. You can Rolls never stay still when he's when he's talking. He's
0: like, okay, so this thing happened. And now we're going to go over here. And this yes. is the
1: reason why we need to start rolling the dice right now. You yeah,
0: know?
2: he's always like fidgeting like, yes. with his yeah. hands and
0: like. Yes. And then like yeah. the clothes are oversized. The suit doesn't fit him yeah. properly. He's like a so kid. Because he's wearing his dad's you know, clothes. Like that. Yeah. It, yeah, it looks like yeah. a kid wearing his
2: dad's suit.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and just every one of his re- emotional reactions is like, yeah, you're still mentally a child. And I, and I, I think that's what the good idea of bringing a comedian to this role, even though it's not comedic role, it's to kind of bring out that childhood nature. I think it's a comedian can like Robin Williams can kind of connect to that easier than other actors. And I think that, and I love that aspect of it. And I didn't notice that until watching it this time around, you know, I think that that was something that was very prominent. Um, Talking about watching it before Raven, do you remember your history of watching this story, this, uh, this movie was this uh, introduced to you by a grandma or. (laughs)
2: Um, I used to watch it at grandma's house a lot. Uh, I think she, my grandmother owned the VHS, so on rainy days, I had, like, a choice between three movies. It was this one, uh, Jurassic Park, and The Wizard of Oz. My grandma was very, like, I realize now my grandma was very into, like, big studio films. Mm -hmm. Um, That makes sense, though, because so am I. And I realize that more and more with age, and the more and more that we do these podcasts, I'm realizing more and more that, like... I love a big Hollywood studio film. Yeah, I remember being a kid and just loving kind of the sets, you know, like, and I I don't think that I realized as a kid that that's what I loved about it, but I just knew that Mm -hmm. there was something special about this movie. And I realize now I think that the thing I loved the most, you know, was was a lot of the uh, just major, just big effects. Like, you know, they did a good job. You know, in this movie, there was a lot of merging of CGI and practical effects, But um, just the scale, you know, like they flooded out a mansion. That's so dope.
0: (laughs) I was reading somewhere that the director, he was like, when they approached him with this movie, Jurassic Park had just come out. So he was like, well, if you want to do this movie... If you want me to do this movie, you got to compete with that. That's what he said. You got to give me a budget to compete with that. Yeah, I (laughs) mean, it's true. (laughs) It's true. There's
2: two of three VHSs at Grandma's house. It made the cut. So, (laughs) 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 yeah, you know. But uh, I remember loving this movie. You know, I loved every part of it because as a kid, I feel like it's it's got a little bit of everything you love as a kid. You know, it's got animals. You know, we all loved zoos and wildlife when you're a kid. You know, adventure. board games love board games you know and mm-hmm. it's got robin williams like come on mm-hmm. and um yeah. you know i just love the epic journey that this movie was and the adventure and everything i don't remember the first time i saw it but i do remember like never getting sick of this movie and still to this day i watched it for this podcast and i was like i really didn't need to watch anything i don't think i noticed <laughs> anything extra in this film because i've seen it that much you know but yeah. it's just a film i've always loved
0: Um, uh, mike what's your history with this movie
1: I honestly can't remember the first time I saw it whether it was in theaters or I think it was probably like a blockbuster rental that I had been wanting to see. And then but it's just like one of those movies where I had like can't recall the first time so I feel like I've always seen this. You know, like I was yep. there mm-hmm. when they were filming it, you know. Like where I was I was behind the scenes. <laughs> I was the lion, you know. I was doing the uh, <laughs> the motion capture for that. Dude, that that lion
0: did you see the making of that? that was yeah, the did that lion is dope. Effect. It's done so well, like this actual practical effect they did for it.
2: I was waiting until we got to that part.
0: No, we'll, we'll get, get we'll it. get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get I'm
2: like, there. cause I could break it down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll we'll get there. Uh, but oh,
1: yeah, no, it was it's will always be you know one of my favorites. It's, like the the newer one was good too. I I don't mind it, but no, I
0: actually I actually enjoy I actually enjoy the new one. I
2: love the newer one, but I will say, in watching this again, mm-hmm. I realize that I still have a longing for the fear factor of Jumanji.
0: Jumanji can be a great horror movie because,
2: like, that's the thing. This shit is terrifying. <laughs> like watching it again, it's, it's like this is fucked up. I'm still terrified of that lion, knowing it's fake right? as shit. Yeah. Terrified, you know those damn mosquitoes. Like, there's plenty of giant things in this
1: spiders. Movie
2: that are- actually yeah. terrifying <laughs> yeah the spiders the fucking poisonous venus fly traps like come on oh, yeah. man and mm-hmm. it's like in the new movie i'm like if you're in the place that all these things came from that scared this shit out of us i kind of want to see mm-hmm. you know that place i want to see how it yeah. was described where things scream in the night and it's great but yeah you know
0: um for me this is also a movie that. I've seen so many times to the point where I've seen my I'm aware of my own transition of feelings towards this movie in terms of certain things where, you know, when you watch a movie again, when you're older, that -hmm. you still love when you're older, but you love love for different reasons. And you remember the reasons why you liked it as a kid. You're like, wow, I was such a kid because it's like, same. I had like such (laughs) (laughs) simple, like, you know, there's such simple things you had to do to make me love a movie. It wasn't
2: very complex at all. I was like, monkeys, we're good. Right.
0: (laughs) There's some uh, moments in this movie that as a kid, I died laughing that as a grown up, I'm like, oh, OK, that part is not as funny anymore. But it's just I find other things yeah. funny. Yeah, right. oh yeah. There's so many <laughs> like very
2: stupid things that I thought were like so funny as a kid. Like, I was, like, crying, like, rewinding it when I was a kid. Like, I used to make Alan run backwards through the park because I used to do Rewind on the VHS when he would run through the uh, park looking for his dad. Yeah, I put it on Rewind and he uh, runs like a doofus in those <laughs> the little things. It was just, like, when
0: When Van, Pelt gets, knocked, when Van Pelt gets knocked with the, the gas canisters and then he screams. Oh, my God. As a kid, <laughs> I used to die with that part.
2: <laughs> it's so stupid i will say though so i laughed stupid. just as hard still <laughs> with uh david allen greer's car when it got pulled into the thing yeah, yeah. by Venus but fire see, his like very specific yell ah, da, 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 like it's so <laughs> good
0: <laughs> but i also find like i laugh still because i'm laughing at my old self laughing at it if that makes yeah, sense. yeah. Same, same i am laughing like ha raven's so stupid <laughs> But then, and then I get caught up, and then I start, and then, and then my mindset goes back to my younger self, who then finds it funny. So then I keep (laughs) laughing. (laughs) So true. Um, Let's go into the actual movie itself. The synopsis is as follows: A magical board game unleashes a world of adventure on siblings Peter and Judy Shepherd. While exploring an old mansion, the youngsters find a curious jungle-themed game called Jumanji in the attic. When they start playing, they free Alan Parrish, who's been stuck in the game's inner world for decades. If they win Jumanji, the kids the kids could free Alan for good. But that means braving giant bugs, ill mannered monkeys, and even stampeding rhinos. That's a great synopsis, by the way.
2: Right? Really? Yeah. Who's not like,
0: into that? If I read that synopsis, I'm, well, I'm that. like, I want to watch that movie. Like, I can oh, give shit. that
2: movie some money. <laughs>
0: um, the movie, this movie, kind of does things weird because it has a title sequence, then prologue, and then we get to 1969. I felt like they should have had the prologue, then title, then the title because we have a title in the I prologue didn't notice is
2: the opening titles, which is crazy what a difference because well it's because we're getting into
0: 1995 <laughs> da, da, da. so people are starting da, da, to da, da, let da. go of that whole thing um it starts in 1869 a moment i completely forgot because i remember that they big dig, it was buried but i didn't realize 1869 two brothers um there's one line when the brother says we're almost rid of it in fear I want to see that story. Give me a prequel to their story, guys. Like, I want to see what happened legit. to them kids. How they, what <laughs> they seem to to kids scared. on the beach. Right? They're legit. And that's the other thing. That that opening kind of moment reminded me that, oh, yeah, Jumadi is kind of like a horror story for kids. This is, it like is. an evil thing. <laughs> this shit is messed <laughs> Isn't it, up. Right. It's an the evil really thing. This is thing a scary is story. The
2: really messed up thing is the PTSD. It's not like your memory gets wiped.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, no. That's the thing. Um, Actually, not in the end. They, he said they, that he was slowly yeah.
2: starting to forget, right? Being in a. Yeah, they forget
0: in some. Yeah, exactly. We'll get to that later. Um, we cut to 1969. A young Alan is being chased by bullies and he runs to his daddy's factory where a young man called Carl invents the sneaker. I always actually like that touch. (laughs) That this guy, and that was a really like well-made sneaker too. It wasn't like some just random Well, no, uh, it is literally,
2: it's the Charles Barkley's. You ever see Charles Barkley's sneakers? (laughs) It's literally Charles Barkley's. It's just, they replaced (laughs) the swish, the Nike swish (laughs) with Parrish. So it's funny because I was looking, I was like, those shoes are fire. Wait, I want those right. shoes. No, I had those shoes. Those are Barclays. But it's like the idea
0: that this guy was able to create this prototype that looks amazing like Barclays in a factory, like without resources. That's, you know, like that's a really good looking prototype, right? That you made by yourself I know, your that's the thing. When I saw it, I was like, <laughs>
2: damn, bro, that shoe really is going to put you on the map because that shoe right. really sells, man. That's a good shoe right there. I had a pair though. <laughs>
0: Uh, Alan accidentally destroys them, but lets Carl take the blame for it. After being beaten up, Alan is drawn to the sound. You know. Also, I it's lie, mad would...
2: crazy. Like, how are you the richest person in town? Are you getting your ass beat on your free time? Like that just. But but wasn't that the whole? Point? I don't know. the Rich he kids was... wasn't getting beat up with us. Like, but, the... but, <laughs> but that's, that's us.
0: why the kid. That's why the kids beating up, beat him up, beat him up because. He was—he was the rich kid, you know. That's why he was—he was being bullied because they were jealous of being a rich kid. And yeah. then the girl—the girl that the kid likes—is is his. Oh, friend. that was a big get thing. Get away yeah. my girl, man. Also,
2: yeah. it's Can everything's kind of her fault, man. I realized <laughs> in watching it this time. That's the only big discovery that I made was I was like, man, fuck Sarah Whittle. So, though fault,
0: yeah. you see, you see, I'm the opposite. I used to always think it was her fault until I watched it this time, and I realized I didn't realize how this film is really about ptsd for everybody it is and, and you know like 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 even the, even the even the kids right because uh-huh. even i used to think and we'll get to it later with 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 with, with the girl all the stories she'd tell i used to think she's such an idiot why do you tell stupid stories then i realized that's her ptsd you know that's how she wishes her parents died at least it's better to explain you know and I, I realized all the ptsd and all the characters and i just realized oh shit this movie's his movie is a lot than deeper
2: thought. than I realized <laughs> right? when I was right? younger. I was like, oh wow, you know, like, you know, just it's how people things. deal with loss. I think I, I understood Sarah Whittle's character a lot more this time, but that doesn't mean it's not yeah. her fault. Like, he was about oh, no, no. to run I, away. I'm, she wasn't at the door when he opened the door. He would have succeeded in running away from Jumanji at least for a night.
0: True. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a line she says, there's a line she says where she's like, I was chased out of the street by bats. And when I told everybody what happened, nobody believed me. Everybody thought I was crazy. Yeah, that's and then
2: like, she had a thirteenth birthday party, and no one showed up.
0: Okay, but she's always <laughs> trying to act like
1: that's she's anyway. got the bigger problem that this guy just didn't spend twenty six years in the fucking that's
2: wild. That's what I'm saying. It's like I get she's it. He's not dropping know. it. Nobody I'm like, came near party well, that's but,
0: but that's life. why I think I think the movie doesn't doesn't even was Alan says it.
2: Give it to the man years a little, little bit. Roll five or eight.
0: I mean, but then again, we we have to put some blame on Alan. He's the one that brought the game and made her play. She didn't want to play.
2: He didn't. He thought was a game. You knew
0: who knew.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ain't know.
0: Yeah, but if we're, yeah, but if we're, if we're gonna play the who knew game, she didn't uh, know. Right, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying That's she was like, cool. I'm gonna go home. I don't She's want. She's already play. got a like, boyfriend. Like, like, what the hell's she doing with, with
1: another me. guy right now? That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> yeah, why was she making I, moves on Allen, knowing he gonna get fucked up? Exactly. That's my thing. Is like, don't even come over here. <laughs> i'm not and going through that again my yeah. crib. like if i'm getting beat up but i do i do like jellies, the line where alan
0: says alan says to her like we were both we were both alone and i think that's the theme of the movies that everyone is even in the surroundings they're all alone regardless like lone like loneliness can happen in the middle of the jungle it can be in the middle of a city you can have a family and still be lonely and and they're all looking for each other and i think that's kind of what i saw as a central theme of the film is all these characters are lonely but we'll get true. there. Let's go into the film itself. Uh we've already started. Here's my question. If you heard drums uh in, in, in a in a in a construction site, would you go? I would. Uh, I'm just saying. I was a curious uh, little kid i was a curious little kid i would have gone i up, might like, what dance to fuck is that to not invest. i would just see who's making it if there's a yeah. <laughs> like
2: i was that kid i'm dancing but
0: uh right, right. I, don't, so, I don't
2: know if i'm gonna go check it out i'm gonna just dance on my way out the park like uh, uh, uh what, what i
0: found interesting is that Creepy. It, it reminded me yes this was 1969 because all this construction workers just don't give a fuck that like, little kids just walking right through everything on a construction site like, like nowadays
2: like you need a hard hat bro
0: what are you doing Like, even a grown-ass person would be stopped, let alone a kid walking through. (laughs) Um, (laughs) At home. Uh, His parents talked to him about being bullied, and his dad was like, act like a man, be like a man. And I love that the parents are like, oh, you stood up to those guys. We have something special for you. We're sending you to boarding school. Yay. I was just like, how? What?
2: (laughs) There was kind of a moment, too, where he was like, you're sending me away. I was like, wow, I I guess you could see it.
0: (laughs) Right? Like, of course, that's why wouldn't you see it? You got beat up. You're
2: going to boarding school. Yay. Congratulations. And he's like, "Shitty and, gift, Dad."
0: <laughs> and this is where we get the exposition that Alan he says, "What? Wait, this boarding school has like our name on it. I'm being bullied here because of our name, and you want yeah, me to go my there?" Our name's on
2: a building.
0: Like, what the hell? I don't want to be a parish. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want this attention. And that's again, this is where you start seeing no, the, the, the seeds thing? of.
2: This is the first time in my life, though, that I rewatched that scene a couple times. There was some bomb acting going on in there, man. <laughs> but, like, it was mostly just, like, the moment where he's like, maybe I don't want to be a parish. You got to look at the mom during that whole scene. She goes, oh.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> her, her reaction is so perfect. Little heart. She looked
2: like, honey, please don't hit me. Don't hit him. Oh, like, you struck a nerve. And, like, her face of just like, oh, no. I don't want to be here. It's just so good. Like, it's just spot on, like, parents' disagreement, whatever. But I felt like, you know, you felt it in that moment. Like, Mm -hmm. because when I was a kid, I always felt like, you know, all I saw was the disrespect towards his dad. And I was like, I wouldn't get away with that shit. You bugging out, Alan. Mm -hmm. You know? Now that I'm older, though, I'm like, yeah, I get where you're coming from, man. Like, yeah. It is kind of like you're, you know, you're tossing him away or whatever, even though he's like, mm-hmm. every kid in our family went there and all that other stuff. It's like, okay, so every kid in their family tossed him away, you know, <laughs> all the <laughs> parents were like, nah, you know, go live somewhere else.
0: It also shows you a certain type of parenting that you're, are you really parenting your child where you're just doing things because it was done to yeah, you? Yeah, where the you raise them until they're
2: nine or 10 and then send them away for the next eight years. It's kind of like, mm. yeah.
0: You yeah, know exactly exactly and it really showed like his father didn't know how to raise him he didn't know True. what to do with him you know they yeah. they they have a uh a, a, a timeless relationship and also, then um, what
2: a big ass house for three people like, yeah
0: so i know right a, but i love that because again it shows his loneliness and it's like oh yeah we're rich and everything but i'm by myself in this big ass house yeah exactly
2: <laughs> i was looking like just sad for him like i would hate to be in that big ass house all the time right it takes mad yeah. long to get anywhere yeah. Just to get out um, the house is le- probably a five-minute walk. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> I'm lazy,
0: man. When his parents leave, um, he, he's getting ready to pack up and leave the place and run away when uh, Sarah appears at his door. Um, mm-hmm. the, the the drum sounds... Continue. And he would have
2: succeeded if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the drums start playing. She hears the drums too. So they're like, oh, we both." they realize they can both hear the drums. So Alan shows her the Jumanji and uh, gets her to play. Alan accidentally rolls and is pulled into the game until we find our exposition until someone rolls a five or eight. Sarah is attacked by bats because of her previous roll and she runs out scared. We cut to 26 years later. We're introduced to Judy and Peter and they aren't buying the house. Um, At first, I used to think, how the fuck did they afford this house? As a kid, I never really paid attention to all that stuff. I remember realizing just like, how can she afford this house? Even though it's told later that, yeah, well, this house is going for cheap because nobody wants to live here because everyone yeah, thought it makes Alan's sense. dad killed him and hid his body in the walls of the house. I love how like stories start. Did you guys ever live somewhere where they had like stories like that? Where oh, don't yeah, go to that house. I Grew up in the suburbs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there's so many. You know? this is very true. <laughs> I
2: mean, granted, is- like, I mean, well, shit, I'm, I'm from Amityville. We're just gonna mm-hmm. leave it there.
0: just leave it there
2: (laughs) (laughs) did i grow up with ghost stories yes (laughs) yes for sure was there a haunted creepy house yes
0: this is when i realized as a grown-up i realized just how much darker or deeper this film is Uh, we find out through exposition that judy and peter's parents had died in the car crash a year earlier and judy's way of telling of dealing with it i just remember realizing at at first thinking she's just a weird strange child and then as i'm older realizing no she's this is how she deals with it we also find out that peter his way he's dealing with it is by not talking at least not talking to anyone else and i like that moment where he's like she's like if you don't start talking they're gonna send you to a mental home
2: he checks her on her lying. he's like well shit look at you
0: yep and i like that
2: (laughs) i mean it's true though like homegirl you gotta cut it out
0: yeah uh they find the game and of course as curious kids Judy, they play the game. Judy rolls a six. Giant mosquitoes attack. Judy knocks one out the window. Can I tell you the visuals of those mosquitoes still look great and scary It shit. does.
2: Well, that's because like the needles at least those are real.
0: Right. Oh the my god. The stingers coming like, through. Hey.
2: Yeah, those are real. But like the the mosquitoes themselves are CG. But.
0: And then Peter, idiot, like you just saw what happened when she rolled. And then before she can stop if he rolls his own too. He's like, I want to try too. I just saw these giant mosquitoes come out and attack you, but I want to roll too. What happens to me?
2: Yeah, what an idiot.
0: Cause she was like, No, but he already rolled, and it's a five, and lion attacks. And but remember, a five or an eight. So this is also releases Alan, and Alan saves him from the uh, from the uh, the lion. And we see an old haggard Robin Williams. Wait, and this purple, is like
2: before we get there. We also have to mention how that fucking lion is terrifying.
0: Like, this is true. Cause that also, that lion um, is terrifying.
2: Also, and uh, just so people know how it was done, it took you know months to create the lion that we ended up seeing. This is partially uh, practical effects and it's partially CG. So there is actually a man in that lion suit. So like, there's a guy on all four on all fours. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
2: And on it, his back is attached to uh, like a crane kind of device. So it keeps his weight from being on his all four toes, so it makes the walk look more graceful.
0: So, so he's lifted. kind of, being kind of lifted. slightly lifted. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's
2: being slightly lifted, um, on basically a crane and his body's hanging down and the walks, you know, look more cat like because there's no weight really pushing mm. down. And uh so it's a real like helmet, all that it's a real body suit and the C G part is just making all the movements more fluid. Gotcha. So like, mm. um, you know, like when he's coming down the steps and around the corner and that really slow kind of ominous walk, there's CG to kind of bridge the gaps and make it look a little more smooth. But it's crazy because, you know, back then they didn't have, um, kind of like skeletons the way that we do now with CG. Now you could kind of just like put an object in a computer and live trace it and you'll be fine. But back then they had to literally draw out. They said there was over, uh, forgot the exact number but it was like almost like a million hairs on just Mm -hmm. the mane alone that they had to individually Mm -hmm. draw in piece by piece to make it CG Um, so yeah yeah, so it took a couple of months and in that scene that we see you know the lion kind of confronting Alan that's the longest uh, CG kind of scene that they had in the movie so that was a lot of uh, it took a lot of time but it came out dope because I feel like even though you know the lion looks a little fake now you know, still it's still a really it still good good intimidating. It's hard line. to beat
1: animatronics yeah. or like, like of that kind. Obviously, that's why side note, like, why they went to the uh, you know Baby Yoda route with the animatronic. You know, mm-hmm. instead of the CGI, mm-hmm. it just looks yeah. more approachable. And but I
0: also think, but something
2: about animatronics, like, even if it doesn't exactly look, you know, completely real, there's something that's more real about it. Knowing that there's an actual yeah. physical thing in the room, you know. Like it, I feel like it just ups the stakes so much more.
0: But I also think it depends on what it is you're you're kind of doing. For for example, like Baby Yoda and this, it works because like that line is purposely made to look like a stylized line, right? It's not meant yeah. to. It's not meant to look like a real line. You know, yeah, it's supposed it's to be not. a line from this stylized True. place. And Baby Yoda is not a real thing. It's, so it's like, I think sometimes where animatronics lose me Shit, it's when it's mind, trying to I depict
2: mean, uh, Jurassic Park. There are no real dinosaurs. <laughs> exactly, we don't know what that looks like. I think oh it's boy, it, yeah.
0: animatronics are harder when it's actually something that we it's easily recognizable to us. That's when it's um, it, it kind of loses me. But when it's something that's obviously stylized, look, I think it works a lot better because it, it it's like this alien, otherworldly looking thing is real in my presence, but yeah, it's still otherworldly. And also, otherworldly.
2: that's a, another big thing in the movie. Um, all the animals and everything that we see were made to one have expressions every single animal um, is conveying a very specific mood and uh with all that being said all the animals um like not only were made with specific expressions but also made uniquely like Dave was saying so that they could look like they, they weren't like any animals that we know, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lion. So, you know, it's a lion, but it's you want it to be a lion from Jumanji. You want it to be a yeah. monkey from Jumanji. So if it was too similar to anything that we knew, we would associate it with a place that we knew, which would take away yeah. kind of the mythicism of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I they think did a dope I, job because, you know, you look 100%. at it and you think Jumanji lion. You don't think yeah, regular exactly. lion, which adds yeah, to the yeah. fear factor.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, Mike. I want to talk to you about Alan's return. Um, I think Robin Williams did a great job with that slow realization that A, I'm back. B, time has passed. So oh, I this love is, that
2: moment. Mom! <laughs> you know, like So sad.
0: Like oh. all this kind of stuff. And then just like seeing like every, the whole world is upside down and has changed, you know, and this is kind of like our introduction to Robin Williams because it's like 30, 40 minutes before we actually get yeah. to him, you know? So Mike, what did you yeah. think of that? You know, the return of Alan? Because,
1: well, you don't, automatically recognize him first with you know with the giant mm. mane of hair that he has and it's uh,
0: one day of no shaving for Robert Williams <laughs> yeah really <laughs>
1: uh i i i was uh as a kid i was like i was a little lost i'm like maybe this is where the movie starts finally uh and i just had to like remember i'm like oh yeah that's that's the same kid from the beginning mm-hmm. and then i uh, was also back again trying to remember like oh between the whole 5 and 8 thing so uh that's at least like when it kind of turned in their favor really it's like now they have somebody back on their side that can guide them through all this because he's got all the secrets of the jungle he's got all the secrets mm-hmm. of every creature that's about to come through this game he has seen it all he's played this game a thousand times technically in the
0: jungle mm-hmm. so now like kind of bring, which yeah go ahead wow mike you just made me think of something because again, the the game establishes that you have to once you start it, you have to finish it. Yeah. Unless nothing goes away, right? Imagine Sarah had instantly rolled a five, and Adam Allen came back. They would have to continue that game, and they would have died because nobody had experience with any of those oh, things. Yeah. Maybe Allen, Allen yeah. needed to. Maybe Allen needed that experience. You know, because that's what saves them a lot, right? Is because I'm sorry, a young Allen couldn't wrestle, wouldn't be able to wrestle an alligator. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So that's a good, Mike. I didn't think of it. That's a, a a good. You kind of led me down a good path right there. Um, in terms of his his parents finding out his parents were dead, I kind of found that 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 the kind of the old um homeless guy as nice as he was, you could have been a bit more to the point that hey, they are dead. Not like oh, I see them over. Yeah, on the, that on the was street. a little messed up. <laughs> That was a dick move. <laughs> Tara said the same thing. She was like, that's
2: fucked up. He could have just told yeah. him his parents were dead. And I was right. like, maybe that was his way of like, easing him into it. Maybe he didn't know how he was going to react. You don't want this seemingly crazy dude losing his that's shit. Like, that's know? like what the
1: devil says. You know? Like, oh, yeah, I'll show you your parents. They're still around. They live on this street now. Follow me. For your soul.
2: But Uh, it's funny because I was watching it thinking I was like, "Ain't no nice bums anymore, man." You know, back in the day, bums were so nice. In
0: in movies, right? Home Alone bum was a nice bum. Like they were always the nice. Yeah,
2: super nice. The Bird Lady, all of them, super nice. They're kind. They're giving out clothes and food, like and good advice. Back in the day,
0: always good advice and
2: great advice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, they're a little cryptic in terms of you know dealing Um, with death, but other than that, he's a nice dude.
0: Um the kids want to continue the game and they need Alan's help Alan doesn't want to help them so they use reverse psychology on him I love the that quote that was
2: very well done though
0: very well done I was like Yeah no. <laughs> <Touché>. <laughs> I love the quote I've seen things you've only seen in your nightmares things you can't imagine things you can't even see they are things that hunt you in the night then something screams then you hear them eating and you hope to god that you're not dessert afraid you don't even know what afraid is Dang. god damn it I want to see that movie I know, because
2: <laughs> that's the thing. When we saw Jumanji the movie, I was like, "This shit's about to be crazy!" Like, you know, like, and I thought it because I'm thinking that they're gonna just constantly be dodging death. Whereas, like that whack ass Van Pelt in the second movie was like,
0: like can it's I tell crazy. You, because Van I Pelt alone should be scary.
2: Movie. Yeah, I feel like the second movie should have just only had the scary elements of Jumanji because I mm-hmm. felt like the actual elements of Jumanji, whether it be the animals, whether it be the wildlife, whatever, um, you know, or just the forest itself was way more scary than they even cared to do for Van Pelt in the second movie. But mm-hmm. whatever.
0: <laughs> Back
2: on this movie.
0: Um, they realized, apparently,
2: uh, you know, apparently Alan was in a different part of the jungle.
0: Right. although um, though they meant been, Al- Alan's kind of briefly, uh, mentioned in the new movie where it says Alan Parrish was here, but it's a quick reference. Um, they realize that it's the same game that Alan and Sarah starts and it's Sarah's turn. So they find Sarah and uh, they convince her, well, Alan again, tricks her into playing. Alan's like, oh, give me the dice back. I won't play. And he moves his hand out of the way like, oh, move but well, it's kind of a good move because again you have to finish the it story was a smooth move.
2: yeah <laughs> all them years in the jungle man he looks like
0: <laughs> uh, through this through that whole <laughs> process we do find out that she went through like we mentioned earlier she went through years of therapy spent a lot of money on therapy as well and no one believed her and like you said raven no one came to her her birthday party
2: <laughs> she and, instantly was like i'm having a real <laughs> episode here i'm sipping tea <laughs> <laughs>
0: can i tell you though i think the actress what's her name bonnie uh, Bonnie Hunt. Uh, Bonnie Hunt. I think she played the kind of like, I'm kind of off, I think I'm crazy kind of very well. I think I was so like, yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're you're crazy. <laughs> she
2: played it really well. Yeah. Like, uh, I felt like you believed that she believed yes. but was told not to. Yes, <laughs> you know? exactly, exactly. Like, exactly. you can tell she really wants to, but yes. she's like, oh, I can't again, end up back again, it's in the like- money like- bin.
0: I completely I completely agree. Like, a lot, if, if she had come back and played, Alan could have come back and blah, blah, blah. But I also do see the other side of she was chased by bats. And we get that bats thing again where people say, oh, some kids said she was chased by African bats. Oh, crazy kid. Everybody's telling you you're crazy. And everybody's saying, you know, this person w- 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 was killed by their father. She was probably forced into therapy as a kid. All that kind of shit. Yeah. You know, like. For sure. I can understand. Especially in this 1960s as a girl. They probably did some crazy shit to her. As a child, if, yeah, if it was like exactly. not a realistic storyline, she
2: probably has shock treatment, right? And shit.
0: Right, like crazy. That shit shock was tests. just
2: normal back in the day, they were just shocking everybody. Like,
0: it's, yeah, it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she rolls. she rolls her roll, and we get the vine attacking. Uh, the vines are done very well, it's another great practical effect. I thought they were done, I like that. Yeah,
2: those that's all real, too. It's a mm-hmm. mechanism. Um, the like pulley system that they have pulling Peter's leg.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: It's like a, it's actual a uh, machine. So oh, nice. once it wraps around his leg, nice. there's really something no. pulling. Yeah, yeah. It's machine operated, which is pretty dope. Because I'm like, you know, just even acting that out, you know, it just adds to the scene. I feel like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. being an actor in that scene and being able to actually see this huge fun,
0: fun fact, you know, plant um, eating
2: up this kid.
0: Like you said earlier, this is a movie where they mix practical and, and computer f- effects. And this is one of the first movies that Robert Williams did with green screen. And. Of course, Robert Williams would say this. He would say, working against green screen, it's like uh, going down an LSD trip. You have to imagine what's really not there. And I'm like, you would yeah. say that, Robin. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: like similar to being on LSD. I'm like, yeah, oh, sounds good. Yeah, I'm just saying
0: he, he would know. Yeah. yeah,
2: basically spend the film hallucinating.
0: Yeah. Sounds um, After Alan and Sarah share that they were both, you know, they they do have the argument of whose fault it is, but they both come to terms realizing that they were both alone, especially because Peter and, 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 uh, what's the girl's name? And, uh, 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 Judy, Judy Judy. Peter and Judy are like, stop arguing you two. What the hell's wrong with you? We've got to finish this game. So they make a pact that no matter what they will finish the game and I kind of like that moment because that's the beginning of how they all become this kind of shared moment Uh Alan Rolls Van Pelt attacks can I tell you as a kid it took me I didn't realize until like years later that Van Pelt is his dad yeah oh, I love. That. I
2: realized instantly
0: I love that great symbolism it's such a great I symbolism I always knew yeah like wow it's I think that's fantastically well done because it's it tells you the nuance of the film because he had issues with his dad and of course this would be the visual of his father you know And it also adds to the mysticism of Jumanji because it's like, wait, a version of his father was created in the game to kind of attack him? Yep. Wow, that's insane. I like that. And I think the actor did a great job of playing Van Pelt. I think Van Pelt is up there with like my top 100 awesome villains, you know?
2: He is very scary though. But as I'm older though, I hate like the mouth movements he does. I'm
0: like, what are you,
2: a (laughs) lion costume? Why are you doing a roar thing?
0: But that's his whole thing, right? He he thinks he's a lion. Like,
2: and he's like growling. I get it. (laughs) are you supposed to be? <laughs> but he is scary, though. Yes. But I feel like it's scarier because, you know, it's almost Alan's projection. It's not. But you know how, like, everyone has that feeling with yeah, yeah. their parents. So yeah. it makes
0: sense. Uh, Alan used some skills. He evades. Van Pelt comes back to the house, and that's Peter's turn to roll. And one of the most famous scenes of the movie, the stampede. They always find it hilarious that, you hear these rumblings for ages and then you decide to run. You've been playing this game now for a couple of rounds now. You know that every time you roll, some shit happens. So if I roll just now and I hear rumblings, you don't have to wait till somebody shouts stampede before you start. I have actually literally
2: every clue every clue that they've been given has been to move or run in some way oh, right. every single one it's not like it's switched up like all of them is like move with haste uh you know post haste you want to get a move on you might want to run literally all of them are like yo get out of there bro it's about to go down so i feel like automatically when i threw to die i would just you know cuff up the damn game and just start heading out right, like I don't right. know where I'm going I'm going to just run until we stop here rumbling <laughs> then we could roll another die run again you know y'all got to get a bit a better game plan for this seriously seriously. No, that <laughs> visual effect of the stampede
0: it's done so well uh, it's great great the great stampede mix. is
2: done really well mm-hmm. also that's a mix of practical and CG yeah. in that scene they actually made like a big uh, fake blue rhino it kind of had like it was kind of like a the shape of one huge rhino, but it was perfectly shaped so that it made the shapes of the three rhinos running forward. And it's a really big one in real life and it's pushed it and it's uh, on a system. Also the system pushes the large, uh, object through the wall. And once everything comes crashing down, they, you know, take out the blue rhino in post and they added, you know, three gray rhinos running Mm -hmm. through. But it's like crazy because like in real life, you know, um, What's his name? Uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. It was like actually running from, you know, falling books. <laughs> like there was literally <laughs> a wall collapsing behind yeah, it. Yeah, So it was pretty cool, you know, because like in the whole like it's a stampede, I feel like it just heightens yeah. the, uh, you know, the feeling that much more.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, it, you know, it's one of my favorite scenes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I want to destroy a library.
0: Um, In that stampede, <laughs> a pelican takes the game. They give chase. And as the, as the vines continue to grow in the house... Uh, we get our NRA moment. Van Pelt stocks up on weapons. If anybody asks, you didn't get it from here. Like what? It's America. <laughs> between term, between sadly, and age-
2: all I could think was like, this is literally what's happening now. They yeah. knew, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like the guys, like don't
0: don't if anyone or I can asks, fill this out. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Corrupt.
2: I was like, damn, that is how easy it is, isn't right. it?
0: Uh, I mean, especially we sp- that
2: hasn't led to any bad things in our history. All right. A couple then, of weeks. Speaking of also the whole, you're not a postal worker. Are you? Yes. Yes. Um, comes that from man. in real life around that time uh, in the 90s there were postal workers literally in real life going apeshit because they either got fired or things changed at their job, and they were showing up to the post office and shooting that bitch up.
0: Well, you mean and, You uh, mean going postal? That's what that phrase yeah, comes Yeah, so from. that's ah. how
2: the phrase going postal came to be. Yep. <laughs> but uh, beyond all that, in this movie, because obviously he's in a tan khaki suit and he comes in asking for a gun, they make the funny reference of, you're not a postal worker, are you? Implying that he's going to go shoot up.
0: So, but you're still give you're still selling him these guns.
2: <laughs> but you're still giving him a gun without <laughs> registration, yeah. right?
0: I just want to sleep Zero. at night. That's all. You
2: don't got to write a name, no nothing. I'll fill this out. I'll keep these deblumes. Shit. <laughs> like what? Um, makes no sense.
0: Peter has a hero- heroic moment where he saves the game. He uses his skills, his monkeying skills. Well, he's not a monkey quite yet, but it's almost like foreshadowing, right? Yeah. That yeah, he's going to be a monkey, and uh, he gets the thing back. And I like the moment because again. We get this moment that uh, Alan now has to be a father figure. On the way back, they bump into Carl, who arrests Alan. Peter tries to fix everything to cheat and is punished. And this is where he starts becoming into a monkey. Uh, Peter reveals himself to Carl. He's like, hey, it's me. It's me. And we see in town how the town's really gone crazy. And I like, again, little subtle things that we see that Since the factory was closed and everything shut down, that factory was a reason why the town was doing so well. And now the town, even before the Jumanji show, the town's really run down. You know this channel's is really fucked up, and uh, we see the talent's getting all messed up. And uh, on their way, Van Pelt catches uh, the crew, and Alan and Carl hear about this, but not before Carl is handcuffed. And I love that sequence where they have to drive back. He's like, "You son of a bitch, I'm gonna sit here like this <laughs> now. You ha- you didn't have to handcuff me and throw away the key. I was letting you yeah, go. No. <laughs> I was letting you go. <laughs> like, yeah, what exactly. The hell? It's such a dick move." <laughs> uh they return <laughs> um they knock out van pelt they get the stuff back and they return to the house to continue the game and they find that the entire house is covered in vines raven i know you have to leave but before you leave tell us about this vine covered house did they actually build this set what was that like
2: yeah um they built the set uh all the vines and everything are pretty much real even the alligator we end up seeing later that's a guy in a suit who um Robin Williams accidentally, uh, really elbowed very hard in the head during the filming of that scene. He kind of got so into it that he forgot there was a person in the suit. And while he was wrestling, he like kind of punched, uh, he elbowed the suit and the guy in the, in the alligator suit actually screamed out, Hey! Which <laughs> <laughs> was just pretty messed up.
0: <laughs> to cut a line from the movie, it's a crocodile. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that right. um,
2: but yeah, uh yeah, so the way that they shot the movie actually, they shot the movie in reverse because as we all know in the ending sequence it's Christmas and the house is beautiful and all that other stuff. And they had to do it so that the movie progressively gets de- you know, so that the house progressively gets destroyed as mm-hmm. they go because they're not gonna rebuild it. Yeah. So, you know, then they shot the rest of the movie kind of in order of the film, so mm. The very, very last scene was shot last where the house is covered in water and vines Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And if you look at the behind the scenes, about 90% of it's real.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Nice. All right, Raven, you have to go. I do. Um, Mike and I will keep on going almost at the end of this. Uh, Thank you, Raven, as always. Thank you. And uh, tune in next week, guys, for Raven's thoughts on Star Wars. And we'll go on to that later. Peace out, Raven. Peace. Uh, Mike, we uh, will finish off. We are in the house right now and they decide to keep on playing the game. Sarah plays and we get a monsoon and she thinks, oh, it's safe inside. And Alan's like, yeah, right. That's another great effect, flooding that entire house. I thought that was done really, really well. Uh, the actor said that that was the most grueling day of work. Mike, I can imagine what it's like to kind of work on set for days and days just wet. Oh, geez. <laughs>
1: and yeah, that's, and it's probably not even like <laughs> heated or anything. So they're probably freezing. <laughs> it's raining and in water. And so it's like, there's no escape you're just constantly soaked for hours at a time
0: right. like take two okay we need this to get this angle oh we gotta take this angle <laughs> just slushing around in the water the entire time but again it was worth it visually I think it was done really really well this is where we get the 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 crocodile attack and uh I love the moment where Carl and the aunt try to kick the door down and you just get the <laughs> yeah. just knocked out. <laughs> just get knocked out. And that's how this saves them from, from, from the alligators. And uh, they have an awkward moment where she tries to kiss him. And he's like, again, I think that we're reminded at this moment where that she's the grown up and he's yeah, still mostly a child. Yeah, that's what I'm realizing too. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he's like, uh, that was a crocodile. Okay. And so he plays and this is where we get the quicksand. And I love the moment where they're trying to help him and he's like, stop giving me things that fall apart. I thought it was done really well. Uh, Smartly though, Peter plays, no, Judy plays quickly so they can stop. And so uh, Alan and Sarah get trapped again that's a really good visual effect of the two of them trapped yeah in the you don't
1: balls. see anything like that yeah. anymore especially when the uh no. No. the ant comes in and just sees the bottom half just hanging. I'm like you <laughs> didn't see that ever before
0: Peter rolls and that's where the giant spiders start to come and I like that Alan tells him, go and get the the, the 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 axe from the shed I love the sequence but he grabs the axe to open the shed <laughs>
1: breaks fourth wall just for a second like uh yeah. Yeah, okay, we're He's good. like, uh, what am yeah. I
0: doing? I love that. The aunt just sees him running with an axe, looking like a monkey. I <laughs> <laughs> just like, imagine the aunt's position. She's like, what the fuck is going on? Just stay in here. Just stay in <laughs> this room. You'll be fine. <laughs> the ground starts to split open. And I love, again, another great effect. They actually split that set open. I think that was done really, really well. And Van Pelt attacks, and they realize they must finish the game. Peter has the dice in his hand. This Again, This is the, I think this is a moment for Peter not only he steps up to to Van Pelt. It's the first time. His narrative is stepping up to bullies, right? That's kind of been his arc, It's to step up to a bully. And so this is where his arc comes into play, and he's like, no, I'm done running. I've been running away from you, like, in the jungle for 26 years. I am done running. And this is where Van Pelt, looking like his father, also comes into play, where he's also stepping up to his father, in a way. I was going to say, because
1: he was about to run away from his dad in the beginning of the movie. Remember, he had all his things packed, and then...
0: Uh, that's when you he heard the drums. Oh, yep, exactly. You're right, you're right. And so when Van like drop points in your hands, we see the dice falling, falling, and then boom, it's just enough for Peter to, way to win the game with the phrase Jumanji. And again, I love that visual of everything being yeah. sucked in. That's yeah, done really well. I thought especially that was, that like, was a the,
1: like the first thing you see to get sucked in was the bullet that just yes. nearly killed,
0: you know. Yes, but then Sarah jumps in the way yeah. of the bullet. You know, I love that, you know, because she was like, I can't see you die. She says earlier, I can't watch you die. Again, you know, that's where she she realizes she loves him. Uh, Alan wins and we go flashback. Alan and Sarah in the home and and Alan's dad comes back and they make up. And I love the line where the father says, "Uh, we'll have a conversation later, man to man. And then Alan says, how about father to son? Nice. I love that line because, again, that's all Alan wanted. I wanted a father.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Don't send me away, you know. Yeah. Come
0: on. Just, I, I wanted a dad. That was my storyline. And again, this everything goes back. And I, and another part I never realized was when they say, I'm already forgetting things. Yeah, you know, Certain moments about their grown-ups. So I thought, like Raven alluded to earlier, that Alan and Sarah would remember their whole lives as grown-ups. But apparently, they start to forget certain things. They have to force themselves to remember Judy and Peter.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, man, how much you could bank on all the events that happened while you were an adult. So that way like, you could predict the future. You could just mm-hmm. invest in all these great companies and fucking right. <laughs> Apple and Google and Amazon, yeah. you know, figure out who's going to win the next win se- World Series for the next 20 years. You know,
0: I mean, Sarah would know more than Alan because Alan wasn't around. For
1: the, well, yeah, the that's right, but yeah. like, yeah, it's all riding on her. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> but then he, uh, Alan's got all these survival skills that he can right? teach
0: right. and write but on, hey, you know. At least the company, the dad's, the company's still doing well. Alan's take seemingly taken over the company. That's right. And uh, we see that he's trying to give uh, Peter and 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 uh, Judy's parents a job or, or their dad a job. And they're like, oh, but we have a trip to Canada. No. Don't do that. Yeah, we need you now. Yeah, <laughs> We need you right now. And I love that moment of them recognizing the kids. And you can see Alan wants to just give him a big hug like, oh, my God. But the yeah. kids don't know them. Right. That to be, be like weird. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> So I do kind of like that. Uh, and I think that part's done very well. And of course, the movie ends with a tease. The 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 game that Alan and and Sarah had hidden away in the river have, has washed up on a beach and some other kids have picked it up. So of course, the story continues, which we have seen the story continue in the new film, which we talked briefly on uh, earlier on. And the reason why we are recording this podcast is because the sequel to the new film comes out the week of this release as well. So... Uh, are you looking forward to some of the, the new movie, Mike? I'll
1: see it. I I like the uh. What I learned is not a reboot. It's actually a sequel to the yes. original. Yep. So I was like, all right, yeah, like why not? the The second one actually turned out pretty well,
0: and so mm-hmm. I'm excited
1: I, for this third one to go over.
0: Mm-hmm. And I like the video game aspect of it in terms of well, Jumanji's whatever game it needs to be at the time. Yeah. So it's like if Jumanji is a game, it doesn't have to be a specific type of game. It's just a game that needs to be finished. And something I didn't latch on to before and to watching this movie again was that I think the idea that the new movies take of the physical person being in a different body was probably inspired by Robin Williams acting like a kid. Yeah. Right? So it's like as if this kid is in this grown-up's body and that's what this new movie runs with. But like Raven said earlier, I would like to see Future Jumanji movies really go into the scary parts of it. Even if it's PG 13 horror, I think you can still do a lot with PG 13 because, again, this first film has its scary moments. Yeah.
1: Well, the newer one has like a more, especially lighter, it's more yeah, it's family more oriented. Yeah. It's more adventure. It's a little bit, yeah. it's got a little more comedy in it, you know, especially yeah, like with fun uh, Kevin Hart and The Rock in there and Jack Black. What am I talking about? Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, Jack Black's hilarious in there. Yeah. But I think it's it's going for more like adventure, Indiana Jones, fun type of. of, yeah. of, of tone to it which again which works it's not necessarily a bad thing i just watching this new movie watching the original movie just reminded me that jumanji is also very scary and i think there's a missed opportunity if they don't kind of explore that down the line yeah um overall though i think i still love this movie i think it's still a great movie it's it's a movie that still holds up i think if if you're if you're older or around our age and you want to introduce someone younger to this film? I think it's totally fine, and they would enjoy it too. What do you
1: think? There's no, re- I mean, listen. You're gonna if it's if you're introducing this to your kid, no, it's gonna be darker and a little bit more scarier than the newer ones. But yes, definitely. If you want to see where it all started and the uh, incredible performance as always by Robin Williams, uh, then it's always gonna be worth a to a, a check out and watch out mm-hmm. this one, you know, because. Um, you know, we don't have as many more board games that are, you know, as fun mm-hmm. and popular yeah. as it used to be, yeah, like mm-hmm. in the '90s. So, um, and I really do. I've always been wanting. I want that exact board game.
0: You know, but, but such I good quality that, on that. The irony is, though, like outside of like a really cool prop, unless it was actually real magic, I feel like the actual Jumanji board game would be boring. Yeah. Like, how does that? How does? Oh that yeah, happen? you can't make anything happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't like I wonder if, I mean I'm sure there is a board game that exists in some form yeah I've not actually researched but I wonder how it plays Yeah, you know, how do you actually get the same point across <laughs> uh, but thank you Mike as always thank you Steve. Dave um, we already thanked Raven but thank you guys for listening uh, our next movie we're looking at is going to be the original Star Wars or episode 4 A New Hope and uh, we also we're going to try and fit in jingle all the way so if you guys have seen or are going to see those two movies send us your thoughts on uh social media find us at the nerdy bunch and also check out some of our previous uh back to the future episodes literally today i posted one that mike and i did a few weeks ago for ghostbusters this is the i think the 35th anniversary of, of, of the film yeah it's getting there and, and um, so, check out that, the original Ghostbusters. And recently, we also did the Terminator series in terms of Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So, check those out at The Nerdy Bunch. And uh, find us on Spotify, find us on Apple Music, and find us on Google Podcasts. Anyway, you listen to podcasts, find us. My name's English Dave. This has been a Back to the Feature of Jumanji 1995. And as always, Mike, keep it nerdy. Peace out, guys.